0: that is at hand, I try to help uh, Pastor Lydia that she may deliver this message, but uh, I think it's prudent. I do it myself. So when you read the book of John, chapter 1, verse 6, John, chapter 1, verse 6, you see from King James, it says, there was a man from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe he himself was not a light he was not that light but was sent to bear witness of the light so beloved people this is a very powerful scripture here because it talks about how John came from God himself. When you read Amplified, he says, there came a man from God whose name was John. And you see, in NIV, he says, there came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He was not that light. He was not the light. But he came only as a witness to the light. This is how John appeared, beloved people. John the Baptist appeared in that way to testify about the light. But most importantly there, you see that John the Baptist came from God himself. He came from God and his baptism was from heaven. The baptism John brought was from heaven and John himself came from God Almighty. If you read the book of Luke chapter 3, in order that we may understand the current visitation that you are showing in your churches that is going global now it's more than one billion people across the world have been reached the, uh, rather our co- conversationing there is a cross-conversationing more than a billion conversations have taken more than we don't know how many we've lost track now this monumental visitation will continue to be mined to dig it and mine it and bring out the treasures because this is the biggest He that speaks with you today. And he hid it for 10 years, well approximately 9 years, 9 coming to 10, and then now brought it at the right time when he had now finally unveiled the two witnesses and even lowered them from heaven in the broad, sunny, summer day light. And he says, uh, if you read the book of Luke chapter 3, we we'll the begin with verse 4, it says, As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in. Every mountain and hill made low, meaning mowed down. The crooked shall become straight the rough way smooth and all mankind will see the glory of God's salvation they will see God's salvation so if you start with that you begin to see the mission of John coming to proclaim the way, to prepare the way and that is very familiar with your ears right now that there is a voice that has been going on around the world going all across the world you cannot ignore that voice Claiming the way, announcing the way, announcing the coming of the Messiah. And it has become so powerful because it came with wonders, with the wedding rings in the sky, with the stairs, the glorious stairs are now in the sky, with the cloud of God, with so much wonder. But in Luke chapter 3, verse 4, as we have read all the way to 6, And all mankind will see God's salvation. However, if you move to verse sixteen now of the same look, he says, "What should we do then?" The crowd asked. John answered, "The man with two tunics." Again, again, that is Luke chapter three, verse sixteen. This is what he says. I need to find it here. John answered them all, "I baptize you with water." Again, I say, John came from God, as we have seen in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 6. And his baptism came from heaven, came from the Father himself. So John came from the Father, and his baptism came from the Father. And I remember when I stood in front of the throne of God, and the glory covered the throne on that 2nd of April, 2004, and the Father opened glory, John came from the throne from the where the Father was and he made me know that God the Father he that sits on the throne was seated and paying particular specific attention to the conversation that would ensue between John and I and he made me know also that the Lamb was also seated on the throne and I share much about that, how later I opened my eyes, I saw inside the throne room, and I saw the lamb slain, and the glory was flowing, that the blood was flowing on his glory on the chest. So, John came from God, as we've seen in Luke chapter 1, verse 6, in John chapter 1, verse 6, beloved people. And his baptism came from God himself, from heaven. Now, we have seen also the mission of John the. I read from verse 4 to 6, a voice of one crying out in the wilderness it says The people were waiting expectantly, meaning anxiously, meaning with a lot of anticipation, and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Christ. Verse 16 of Luke chapter 3 John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but I'm not fit. I'm not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. You see that now, beloved And he talks even about the widowing fork. His widowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing flour and to gather the wheat into the barn, and he will set on fire. He will burn up the chub. The people. And so he's saying that the Messiah was highly anticipated. They expected the Messiah very much. They were waiting for the Messiah. There was a situation in which the entire Israel and all the nations, by extension, were waiting for the Messiah. And I want to focus on Israel because this conversation was localized in Israel, as you saw in the just concluded 7th International Conference of Pastors and and the Ministers of the Gospel when I say it, John announced it there. He announced it in Israel. He announced it around the Jordan River and the the Judean Desert. He announced it around there about the coming of the greater One, the coming of the Messiah. And so this is the state we are in, beloved people, where now Israel was Messiah. Now, if we go to Matthew chapter 3, beloved people, as we advance this, Matthew chapter 3, so we see now, as they were expectant, John the Baptist is trying to introduce the Messiah to them. He's trying to tell them the Messiah comes, and John was aware that the Messiah was in the vicinity and so stepwise he's trying to introduce the Messiah to them now Matthew chapter 3 beloved people Matthew chapter 3 and reading from verse 11 Matthew three eleven, 11 beloved people this is what he says verse 10 and then 11 11 he says I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. Here he says, carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And then he talks about the widowing folk again. Now, Mark chapter 7, chapter 1, verses 7 to 8. Same thing. Has John now realizing that they were aware, they are waiting for the Messiah. And he told them, I am not the Messiah. And knowing that they were very expectant of the Messiah, he is now attempting to introduce the Messiah to them. The book of Mark, chapter 1, beloved people, verses 7 and 8, only two verses. I thought uh, the radio team could deliver this message, then I realized I should do it myself. Mark, chapter 1, beloved people, verses 7 and 8 look at this now look at what he says in verse 7 and 8 here, Mark chapter 1 and he says again verse 6 it says John wore clothing made of camel hair with a leather belt around his waist and eight locusts and wild honey protestation Re- rejecting status quo Look at his countenance. His image was not like them. He he wore an image that was disfigured in that way. such that now, in their way, it was disfigured. So they looked at him like that. So he did not look like them. He was totally separate in his appearance and countenance and demeanor. And he goes on to say, verse 7, And this was his message. After me will come one more powerful than I, the tongues of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and unite, or and untie, excuse me, and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, beloved people. So this is an amazing time. Why was John doing this? Why was John trying to introduce to distinguish himself from the Messiah. Because he realized there was an expectation in Israel. And at one point they thought he was the Messiah. He was the Christ. If you turn to John chapter 1 verses 25 to 27, it's even much more exciting because they approach him and they ask him. John chapter 1, beloved people, verses 25 to verse 27. They approach Again, John chapter 1, if you go to 24, beginning from verse 24, we can read 25, but 24 27, this is what he says. From 24 he says, Now some Pharisees who had been sent, questioned him. Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? So that is very powerful because you see, John was baptizing and he he came from God, he came from the throne of God, he came from heaven and uh, um, the the, the baptism he brought came from God, came from heaven and so they approached him, they were expecting the Christ, look at this now they were expecting the Christ or Elijah or the mightiest prophet to appear Hallelujah. They were expecting three people. The Christ, Elijah, and the mightiest prophet. And John said, no, he is not any of them. That's why it's very exciting now. Why? Because then the mightiest prophet comes later. When the Elijah comes, he comes as the mightiest prophet now, which I'm going to share very briefly. Because he then combines... John the Baptist, he combines Moses, he combines Moses, he combines Daniel and he goes on the trail now to plow the way for the Messiah. But this is amazing at this point. Then, then they were expecting three. Either Christ will come or Elijah will come back or then uh, the great prophet will appear. And that's why John Endeavoured to distinguish himself to separate and say no I am not I am not the Christ I am not Elijah Though he came in the spirit of Elijah and I am not the great prophet the mightiest prophet that will combine all and you see right there that there is a chronology that the Lord set out also to reveal of the trend how they come now what is most exciting here beloved people, is that now in that process in that process, John is confronted with a tremendous duty, a task knowing that the Messiah is around he is a prophet, the Lord has revealed to him that the Messiah is around John the Baptist is now confronted with a duty, a task to identify and introduce and reveal the Messiah to Israel and to the nation. So let us look at the second part which is this. the subtitle of that part is this is the king this is the Messiah this is the son of God again, this is the son of God, this is the Messiah, this is the king rise up and anoint him that is the subtitle for the next part beloved people, the subtitle again, this is the son of God this is the Messiah, this is the Christ, this is the King of Glory. Rise up and anoint him. That is the title, it's a huge subtitle, beloved people. Now, I want to approach this subtitle in a very interesting way to bring greater knowledge to you. By going first to the book of First Samuel chapter 16 and seeing a similar situation that had accrued, had developed in Israel. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, beloved people, First Samuel 16, there was an equal moment that showed up in Israel similar to this. When Israel was expecting a king, Israel was expecting a king from their Lord. That is it's an amazing time because things have gone wrong with their leadership, they were crying out to the Lord. They were expecting a king from the Lord. 1 Samuel 16. Look at what he says. I'll read it and I'll explain it to you. So as Israel was expecting a king, at that time, Samuel the prophet of the Lord was judging Israel. He was in the land. And the Lord tasked him With the duty of going to identify for Israel their king. And then introduce him and reveal him to Israel. Similar time, similar space, similar type of event, beloved people. Though you would think in a much smaller scale, but I would not. I would not want you to underrate it. Though it is a much smaller scale, but it's a precursor. The beginning point, beloved people, for the visitations that followed. That I'm going to talk about the two that follow. So, Samuel the king was confronted with a situation of introducing to Israel their king, the one the Lord had now chosen for them. The Lord would choose for them. Samuel himself did not know the king. Now, first Samuel. Chapter 16, verse 12. He did not know who the king would be. Look at what he says here. We start verse 11. We can start wherever. But verse 12. So uh, let us go to verse 11 probably. So he asked. Okay, I can start verse 8. Then Jesse called uh, Abinadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. Now you can see as I read this, I want you to develop a parallel with John the Baptist baptizing people. Baptizing people randomly, he's baptizing people. And I want you also to envisage some Simeon. Simeon blessing babies in the temple of the Lord randomly. As they come, he blesses them in pursuit in search for the king. So again he says, Then Jesse called Abinadab. And had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shammah pass by. But Samuel said, Nor has the Lord chosen this one. Verse ten. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen this Verse 11. So he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered, but he is tending the sheep, meaning he, he We a not we, we didn't cut him out. He's, he's, he doesn't fit into this, according to Jesse. He is tending the ship. He's not part of this procedure here. So, Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. Verse 12, which is our reference scripture, our target, he says, so, <clears throat> excuse me, so he sent. And had him brought in. He was ruddy, with a fine appearance and handsome features. Let's see what he says on this other side. Verse twelve amplified says, amplified says. Then Jesus sent and brought him. David had a healthy, reddish complexion and beautiful eyes. And was fine looking. Let's see what King James says then. He says, and he sent and brought him in. Now, he was a rudy and a whistle of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look to. (laughs) Very tremendous, beloved people. Samuel is looking for the king. And you have to envisage the parallel of John the Baptist it is baptizing the people looking for the king randomly, and then listen to what Samuel says then then the Lord said to Samuel, look at what the Lord says, the Lord says rise up and anoint him he is the king rise up, again he said, rise, anoint him he is the one in other words rise up and anoint him this is the king He is the king. Now, this is a very exciting time, beloved people, because now, when you go back to John chapter 1, then you understand better what was replaying out in Israel. It was like history was beginning to to, to show some similarities here. When you go back now to John chapter 1, beloved people, John chapter 1, verses 34, 31 to 34, You meet the same scenario there, beloved people. John chapter 1, 31, maybe 29 or so, 31 to 34. What do you see here? Samuel has the task and the duty of identifying the king. And then in going through the sons of Jesse, he meets the king and the voice of the Lord says, rise up and anoint him. This is the king. And of course later if you read on, it says For the Lord looketh not as men looketh. The Lord looketh unto the heart in the inside and men looketh on the outside. Looketh on the outside. So Samuel has identified him. He hears the voice. Rise up and anoint him. This is the king. Now let us go to the book of John chapter 1 verses 31 to 34. This is what he says. I myself did not know him. The reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Verse 32. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the spirit, in other words, the Godhead, God himself come down, come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. I would not have known him except that the one who sent me, God the Father himself, the one who sent me to baptize with water told me the man on whom you see the spirit come down and remain he he who will baptize it is he again "The the man on whom you see the spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with fire and the Holy Spirit then verse 34 I have seen and I testify that this is the Son of God. Again now, he heard now because he saw now the the Holy Spirit, God himself. The God had come and light on him. He was baptizing in random. At random. And then at random. And then he comes After he had baptized them all, then he comes, And then upon baptizing him, heaven opened. Heaven is torn. Open. throws apart. And then the entourage, the heavenly God the Father. river, the greater son of David, the Messiah, what And John says here beautiful in verse 34, he says, I have seen and I testify that this is the Son of God. In other words, I have seen and I testify that this is the Messiah. I have seen and I testify that this is the Christ. I have seen and I testify that this is the Lord. I have seen. And I testify that this is the King of glory. I have seen and I testify that this is the Lord of Lords. I have seen and I testify that this is the King of kings and the King of glory, the King of righteousness, introducing them to Israel, introducing him to Israel and the nation. Hallelujah. The same thing that had happened with his father David now happening to him in a grander scale in a bigger scale, the son of David the greater son of David now after he has finished his mission and now you see of course the speech that is given by the Lord in Matthew chapter 3 verse 16 to 17 this is my beloved son whom I love very much with him I am well pleased listen to him then a few years later after he had finished his work and triumphed and gone to the throne it's amazing as the Lord sends me the Lord now brings me to the throne room and at the throne is God the Father and I'm not sharing details only what I am allowed I can share here God the Father and then God the Son comes, he comes in and God the Holy Spirit is here. And I am given in a vessel like a bottle, anointing oil. Only yesterday I realized that this, this visitation is on the web actually. So it looks like I was preaching one day to some few people and I leaked it to them and they put it on the web. I, I, they sent me a copy yesterday. And so what happened is this. Now the oil pours and, and, and he makes me now I, uh, let me say more I use my hand to anoint his feet in other words before he sends me to the nation he brings me to the throne room and he says this is the king this is the king of glory rise up and anoint him that is the king that is coming the king of kings and now go and prepare the nation tell them you have seen the king you have seen him anointed you have seen the king of glory you have seen the king of righteousness you have seen the Messiah coming how powerful beloved people and then the fathers to their children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, or else I will come and strike the earth, strike the land with a cross. So, the whole world again find themselves in a situation where they were People. he says I will send my messenger ahead of you or prepare is the one This is the Son of God. This is the Christ. This is the King of glory. This is the Lord of Lords. This is the King of righteousness. Listen to Him. Believe in Him. This is your Savior. This is your Redeemer. And regarding He that speaks with you too, owing to the level of gravity that the throne of God has laid on this mission, of this prophet speaking with you, this mightiest, mightiest prophet of the Lord speaking with you, then you see now that because there is the two witnesses, the dreadful witnesses of Revelation 11 also to be unveiled at the same time, then now you see, he first doubles them, he reveals them, the two. And yesterday I was speaking with another again, they were speaking with one another and sat down and spoke with one another tremendous moment now because of what's at stake he reveals them, he lowers them in the clouds in the broad daylight and then he identifies them he, now re- he brings back after the prophecy I gave a few weeks ago that the person of the Holy Spirit the person of Trinity one of the Trinity one of the persons, the members of the Godhead, the triune God would come down on me after the glory beam on me. I guess that not- The one that shakes the universe in that battle. So beloved people, Samuel goes into the house of Jesse. And Samuel the king of glory, the king of righteousness, rise up and anoints him. And he reveals him to Israel, and the entire universe, and the entire heaven. And gives him the authority you see in Revelation chapter 5, chapter 5 and chapter 6. So tell